I quit. Like the next day I quit. I was like, I'm done. I, and, and this is the crazy part. I quit and it was a great job, great company. I quit for the fact that I wanted to start my side hustle, which wasn't even monetized at the time. Like that's pretty insane. Don't you think? And, and then at the same time you quit and we were like, we had our baby and you know, honestly, like it was just one of those moments where thinking back, you go, holy crap, that was just a really crazy decision. One thing I will actually just add as well, which is funny because, you know, as we go through life's journey, you know, you sort of go from, I remember telling my close friends and my family, hey guys, Michael and I are having a baby and they're like, congratulations. Hey guys, we're engaged. We're getting married. Oh my gosh, congratulations. And then I was like, hey guys, we're thinking about starting a business together. And it was like crickets. (laughs) They were like, what the fuck? Like, you know, literally like, oh God. Our messages, our inboxes just filled with, you know, people going, holy crap, your message is so clear and so strong. Yes, like, why can't we have a voice? Why can't we have a side hustle? And I love that we're able to really spark that, you know, that sense of independence, but also that sense of, yeah, you have control of your brand. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of the Y2 podcast featuring me, Ruby Lee. I am a side hustle coach, entrepreneur, and someone who is so passionate about helping early stage entrepreneurs turn their idea into freedom. Now, on this very special takeover of the Y2 podcast, you're going to be coming behind my business, meeting me, and also learning all about how I work so closely with my business partner, who is also my husband. Now, if you're new to this podcast, the Y2 podcast is all about changing the narrative and rewriting the book about what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur. For those that are aspiring to be on and currently traveling in the entrepreneurial entrepreneurial journey, this is the podcast for you. Typically here on the Y2 podcast, you would have heard from Dustin Elliott. He finds and interviews everyday successful entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders to dive into their stories to discover what it takes to actually get started and be successful on their journeys. This podcast is for anyone and everyone who aspires to do more than what they're doing now, but perhaps doesn't really know where to start, feeling overwhelmed, or perhaps you're feeling like the prospect of change is just too much. This is all about uncovering the real stories behind people like you, who have taken those first steps and are well on their way to success in order to help shed some light on how you can live that life too. Before I introduce you to the show today, I wanted to just take a quick minute and thank the Y2 podcast sponsors, YZ. YZ is an easy to use online training software that makes it so simple to create and deliver online learning. Sounds good to me. The online training software is very flexible and you can use it to automate a whole range of tasks in your business. So for example, you can manage all of your employee training, train customers, and partners in your products, track licenses and qualifications of your staff, create and sell online courses, capture more leads with free online courses, and so much more. So if this sounds interesting to you, jump over 
to their website, wiser.com, that's W-Y-Z-E-D.com, to check out some videos and even get your own 14-day free trial and let them know that Y2 Podcast has sent you across. Okay, so without further ado, let's jump into today's podcast. Okay, so back to the episode. Now, before we jump straight into what we're here to talk about today, which is business partnerships with your loved one. So for me in particular, talking to you all about how I run the business with my husband, business partner, baby daddy, all of that goodness, I wanted to quickly just catch you up on who we are. So I run a business which is rubylee.co and it all came from the fact that I was nearly fired for having a side hustle. Now this was almost four years ago and since then I've cultivated my journey as being a side hustler working in a corporate HR and recruiting role, and then went on to start career coaching. From career coaching, as I made the leap, I started to work with very early stage entrepreneurs like myself and building things like online courses, physical coaching uh, workshops, and also eventually building a speaking practice. Now, all of this could not have been a possibility, and I quite honestly mean this, not just because Michael's sitting right next to me and looking at me, with those handsome eyes, but also honestly, I could not have done it without him. And we actually will talk about our journey as a husband-wife team, but we actually knew from the very beginning, we were going to do this, we were going to go all in and we were going to just make it an absolute empire. My side hustle, now turned main hustle, actually got to six figures whilst I was still working in a full-time role. So I know a lot of you listeners out there are currently entrepreneurs. You might even be thinking about how to start a side hustle or you might have even started one already. So we're hoping this episode will inspire you and give you a couple more ideas to actually take action. Now, enough from me. I've got Michael Poon, my husband and business partner sitting right next to me. So Mike, why don't you jump in and introduce yourself? Well, hello everyone. Yes, my name's Michael and I am the husband with the handsome eyes. It's a great intro. (laughs) Uh, My journey. So when I went to high school, I wanted to go to uni and graduate and be in business. So I got an accounting degree. Then I found a job in an office and I worked my way up the corporate ladder over 19 years, pretty much with the same business. And then I realized, you know what? This is not for me. (laughs) I want to be an entrepreneur. I actually wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I felt that the organization I was with was probably just not dynamic enough or ready to take uh, enough risks and give me enough rope to do what I wanted, especially in the digital space. Mm. And I looked around and saw everyone on their phone, on apps, on mobile, and we as a business weren't doing anything in that space. And I got a bit frustrated. So we sat down as husband and wife and had a chat and decided to... No, but we weren't married at that point either. Oh, weren't we? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, we were just going out, but we were... The thing is, okay, so this is a thing. We were 
we already fell pregnant with our son. So, yeah, so we may as well have been, right? I think, yeah, but in the eyes of the law, I think we were married. Yeah, eyes of the law. Let's go with that. <laughs> Living in sin. <laughs> Actually, it depends which law. Yeah. Anyway, we're, we're sidetracking now, but this is what we do, right? This is why we make such a great partnership. But no, honestly, so yeah, we did decide, didn't we, at that point? Yes, yes. Yeah. So, well, what had happened, we had our first child together and you were on maternity leave and I think it was at that point where I was getting a bit frustrated at work and thinking, you know what, we've got your side hustle. Mm. Why don't uh, I, I quit and work on that? Um, and at the same time, you're having your own drama at your work. Yes. So it all it sort of climaxed, didn't it, all in, over a couple of months? Yeah. All um, the stars, all the side hustle stars aligned. Yeah, if you believe in the universe <laughs> giving you a message, we both sort of got a message to quit our corporate jobs and, uh, yes, yeah. focus on our own business. So, well, my, my sign from the universe wasn't as dramatic as yours. I'll let you explain yours in a minute. Mine was just getting frustrated, wanted to be entrepreneurial at work, uh, wasn't getting satisfied and therefore wanted to quit and decided, yeah, I thought I wanted to be a corporate guy, corporate man, become a CEO, but worked out the politics and the crap that goes with it and the lack of, I suppose, decision-making I got in a big company. And um, I was talking to uh, a colleague the other day and he said, you, you always want to change the machine and think you can change the machine, but when, the, when an organisation is so big, you're just playing around mm. the edges. You're not actually... You, you Seldom will you have a chance to change the machine, and that sort of backed up my experience. Yeah. So, yes, I... I think that's really interesting because, you know, I always tell this story. When we were on one of our first dates, we're in this gorgeous Italian restaurant, lots of wine flowing, and, you know, when you're on your first couple of dates, you want to know everything about each other. And one of the questions I asked Michael was, what what's your big dream? Like, what's your big life goal and your big dream or what's on your bucket list? And do you remember what you said to me? You said... You said to me... I'm sure I said a lot of things. <laughs> you said, I want to be able to spend at least one year of my very long life chasing uh-huh. an endless summer. And I was floored because you were the corporate guy. You were the one that, you know, rocked up in a suit every single day, even on casual Fridays. And you would... You worked 19 years in the same organization, yes, in different roles. But I just had this, like, overwhelming sense or, like, your personal brand at the time reflected corporate dude. And I was... I could not picture you being this digital nomad type, like, wanting to travel the world running an online business. So that was quite surprising. And then when you did resign, I think a lot of your colleagues and close peers were genuinely, genuinely worried. (laughs) They? Right, yeah. They are. When are you going to get a job? Have you been applying? And I was like, no, no, I've got no intention. I'm going to, uh, well, actually, we decided I'm going to be the, the stay-at-home dad. Yes. And we're going to tinker with your side hustle. And you're going to go back to work uh, in, a, in a part-time capacity, I think we decided yeah. at the time. But yeah, I was, um, yeah, my, I always looked like, well, I always was, I should say, fairly committed to the, uh, the corporate career. But yeah, it just got to a point where, and it could be midlife crisis as well. I got to sort of 40 and, uh, yeah, realised that, yeah, if I really wanted an endless summer, I had to take action. I've been talking about it for since I was 16 when I first saw the movie. 
So 24 years later and had not really done anything to uh, fulfill, fulfill my dream of having an endless summer. So I think it was sort of, yeah, a now or never sort of moment. Yeah. Um, plus, yeah, you get to 40 and you, like you do when you always reach a decade later, you sort of assess what you've done and where you've been and where you're going. So maybe it was a bit of that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, my story was I wanted to start a recruiting blog whilst I was working in a corporate role. And I did that. I actually really, really dug deep into it during maternity leave. My son was an incredible sleeper. So I had a lot of hours to just write content, feel like I was staying in the know. And then almost uh, five months into my maternity leave, my manager at the time gave me a call and she was furious. She was so annoyed at me for spending my maternity leave, starting a website, writing a blog, talking about hiring strategies. And I think she was just floored by the fact that I had gotten something up so quickly in such a short period of time. And also it did get quite a lot of traction and quite a lot of readers, right? And so I still remember getting called into the office and I walked into this room. And guys, you've got to remember, I was in the HR team. So I know when I'm holding into a HR meeting and what the formula, what the structure looks like, and the writing was pretty clear. I had all of my blogs printed out. It was highlighted. They were underlined. They were post-it notes stuck on it. And, you know, the worst part was my manager wasn't in, even in the room. I was sitting in there with another HR colleague of mine who was sort of nicely interrogating me on why I wanted to start my side hustle. And, you know, basically we came to the conclusion that I had to take down my blog, my own domain. I had to shut it down effective immediately if I were to stay employed at my employer. And I was devastated, you guys, because it obviously represented to me a creative outlet, a way for me to, you know, tinker, as Michael said, dabble into the entrepreneurial world. And that was completely shut down. It took me maybe, was it less than 12 hours even? Do you remember that night where yeah, I decided? You went through the, uh, yeah. Seven phases of whatever it's called. Yeah, so. anger, remorse, <laughs> bargaining. I, bargaining. And then, and then, oh, God, rather than was... acceptance, you, you, well, you accepted, you accepted that you no longer had a future at that, that employer. Yeah. Because... I quit. Like the next day I quit. I was like, I'm done. I, and, and this is the crazy part. I quit and it was a great job, great company. I quit for the fact that I wanted to start my side hustle, which wasn't even monetized at the time. Like that's pretty insane, don't you think? And, and then at the same time you quit and we were like, we had our baby and, you know, honestly, like it was just one of those moments where thinking back, you go, holy crap, that was just a really crazy decision. <laughs> yeah, because we both, we both spoke about it. When, when we just came to the conclusion, why does an employer have the, the right to control your career or say that you can only earn an income with them? Why can't you have a side hustle, which is done outside of their, their hours? Why do they get, get to control? Mm. Whereas you can draw a source of income. Now, if it's with a competitor or something similar, yep, totally get it. But if there's no conflict of interest, why can't I do cooking classes, uh, you know, yeah. teach cooking classes on the side or photography or whatever it is? Why can't I? Why do I have to get sign off from my employer? Why do they control my career? Why do they control what I do outside of uh, work hours? Yeah, their absolutely. Work hours? So, 
we really took a stand and go, hang on, this is what we stand for, this is what we stand against. And that really helped fuel our, our, uh, our drive to start our own business. And that's what we do today, actually. That's really one of and our mantras. And that's ma- actually how we... Our mantra. Yeah, it's our mantra, but it's also how we found our tribe as well. And now, you know, we've got thousands of people in our tribe um, who have subscribed to our email list and who uh, are now in the Facebook group, Own Your Hustle, who follow the podcast that I have out, which is Own Your Hustle as well. And it's amazing as more and more people, like hundreds of people discover us week on week because of LinkedIn video. I'm pretty much on there every day. People, our messages, our inboxes just filled with, you know, people going, holy crap, your message is so clear and so strong. Yes. Like, why can't we have a voice? Why can't we have a side hustle? And I love that we're able to really spark that, you know, that sense of independence, but also that sense of, yeah, you have control of your brand. Yeah. No, it's really, I, I think it's going to become a bit of a movement because for every, every one person that says, no, you shouldn't have a side hustle. It's not fair on the employer. Another, at least 100 will send us a message saying, yes, definitely resonate with your message. Because it's just, to me, contradictory that you can have CEOs and executives on different boards earning different income from different things. Or, you know, sports stars, they, they get paid from the club, but they also have sponsorship deals. Yeah, advertising so, deals. Yeah, so why, why is it only allowed for the top or the elite? Why can't it filter down to us, mm. uh, you know? Us, us mortals, <laughs> us corporate schleps. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's my soapbox, yeah, <laughs> soapbox no. moment. And but. I think it's important though for the context of what we do and um, our why, our passion, where it all came from. Yeah, yeah. It's really, that was the beginning of why, yeah, I feel we're talking about why husband, wife, teams yeah. or lovers are successful and it really comes from... Um, shared values and a shared vision and we had that very early on we identified that very early on especially the uh shared vision yeah where, um yeah we, we feel side hustlers have got a voice you know i still remember that night we had um so teddy was probably only six seven months old he's our son and we'd put him to bed and we have this stack of butcher's paper like it's huge and I we rolled it out on our dining table cleared the dining table and had basically all these like permanent markers and I said to Michael how about you write your vision and your like what you want to visualize for our business on one side and I'll do the same on the other side and we did that for about 15 minutes or so we had you know music pumping usually the Beatles whatever we love having on glass of wine and after doing that, we compared our notes and they were almost like perfectly aligned to one another, weren't they? And stuff that I didn't have on my list, but Mike did, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that. And then vice versa, you're like, oh my gosh, yes, of course. Didn't think about that part either. So aligned vision and values are the foundation of what, why Michael and I have worked so well together over the past four years and how we've managed to really go from strength to strength, haven't we? Yeah. Definitely. So I, I, you talk to people and I say, oh, there's no way I could work, no way I could work with my wife yeah. or work with my husband, whatever it is. And it's probably because, and I think back to my exes, and I definitely couldn't work with them either because we definitely had different work values. Maybe we had different personal values as well, but we definitely, thinking back, we had different work values. Like I love to work. I like to work at night. Uh, so does Ruby, but I know exes not 
nighttime was for TV or for for Netflix or for yeah for whatever <laughs> it is. So there was a definite 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 misalignment. Yeah, I mean that's definitely work styles, but it's also like everything, like values, how we deal with our customers, how we work with our clients, um, our thoughts and our uh, our values around money and income, and how we are actually haven't drawn an income from it. We we just reinvest it back into the business. Like all these major decisions that we make in our hustle and in our entrepreneur neural journey really comes down to the fact that our values are so completely aligned. And I will also just add that I have now worked with many, many businesses and early stage entrepreneurs who, and you know, quite frankly, they are female entrepreneurs who will approach me to say, my husband, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, my wife, um, doesn't support my hustle and they don't understand it. They don't get it. Um, they, you know, and similar to what you've just said, they just want the evenings to basically be spent on the couch, eating dinner on the couch, chilling out and not spending time at all on the business. And that makes it really hard because the, the other partner really feels like you're spending time with another love. It almost does come across that way, right? Yes. So what is your advice? Like in that case, if you had mates saying, hey, I want to start a side hustle, but my wife or, you know, my boyfriend, whatever, doesn't actually support me. What would be your key bit of advice there? Yeah, okay. I'm probably the wrong person to ask for relationship advice, but I'd, I'd come out and spell it out. This is what I love doing. This is what I want to do. Uh, there's going to be a bit of a time commitment and I need your support on it. I'd love you to be involved even. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's good to have, uh, you don't always have to have common interests, but there's just got to be an understanding. An acceptance of it, right? Yeah. And I don't think it is necessarily relationship advice either. I think it's actually, you've got a very strong, like blokey blokey view on things that I really appreciate because I do butter a lot of things up. And I, you know, I think I naturally go into the whole like, oh, you know, like, okay, let's try and like find like a happy medium. Whereas you're very much like a, okay, well, we can find a happy medium, but this is also my vision and my values. And like, it's, it's kind of a nice balance in that sense where you do bring in that very masculine energy into the way that, you know, we make decisions in our business anyway. So I appreciate that about you. Um, <laughs> Must be all the steroids I take. Oh my gosh. <laughs> With your handsome eyes. <laughs> um, you guys have probably got a vision of Michael and you'll just look him up on LinkedIn, <laughs> Michael Poon on LinkedIn. You'll be like, what the hell? <laughs> no, grab your vomit bag. <laughs> oh no, not at all. Um, but one thing I will actually just add as well, which is funny because, you know, as we go through life's journey, you know, you sort of go from, I remember telling my close friends and my family, hey guys, Michael and I have having a baby and they're like, congratulations. Hey guys, we're engaged. We're getting married. Oh my gosh, congratulations. And then I was like, Hey guys, we're thinking about starting a business together. And it was like crickets. (laughs) They were like, what the fuck? Like, you know, literally like, Oh God. And I could see the fear on people's faces. You remember that is like that, that feeling like, okay, they totally don't have the faith, but they want to put on a brave face for us. And that's such a natural reaction because it's still not really all that popular, a decision to go into business with your loved ones. There's probably lots of listeners on here going, yeah, I would never, ever do that, but I'm listening to it because this is juicy. This is like, holy crap, right? But it is just like, for us, it was so natural and it's not for every couple as we've just talked about, right? No, 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 definitely. Yeah. It comes back. I think 
we were definitely fueled by that comment. We had that epiphany almost that, hang on, why can't you have a blog? Yes. Why does your... And that really helped fuel it from the start. So when you've got that shared passion, value, and that vision, like, it definitely helps. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, we'll talk about other things that we do that, that work for us, but... We've been pretty good. We hardly, we only butt heads now and then. Yeah, and I, I think this is actually quite a good time to segue into what have been the challenges being a husband-wife team and the, the times that we have butt heads. Like, I can yeah. think of one, you can probably think of a couple too. Okay. Uh, the ones I can think of is more about uh, pacing because mm. when, when we did decide to, yeah, let's start our own business, we still then we took our time actually doing it because then you, you actually uh, went to that tech startup and, yeah. and did some part-time recruiting there. And yeah, I, because I just, because we decided to both quit and we didn't have any income coming in. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, shit, one of us needs to get a job. <laughs> that's right, that's right. And then I remember, so I was at home uh, raising the kids, and but I'd be also tinkering on our career business. Yep. And uh, you'd get home. You were not tinkering. You were like full speed ahead. Yeah, pretty much. And because <laughs> there's only so much uh, parks and recreation <laughs> you can watch. Bolden the Beautiful you can watch during the day. <laughs> and then you get home and you'd be knackered after after working, which is fair enough. But I'd be like, all right, let's go, let's hit it. And you'd be like, uh, yeah. No, I just got... want my bowl of bolognese and sit on the couch and watch Family yeah. Feud. Or you might be saying, yep, I just got to go a few, gotta do a few emails or ring a couple of candidates for the employer. So we had pacing issues and I know mm. I was getting frustrated going, I'm ready, I'm, I'm raring to go. Even to a point where I was thinking, oh, maybe I just should start my own side hustle, my yes. own thing so I don't have to sort of wait for you. Yeah, yeah, I remember Which sounds that. Which really, sounds a little bit selfish, I suppose, because you were working, but... No, yeah. but I get it. You had a lot of momentum. You had this entrepreneurial momentum built up. And it was like, if you couldn't execute that in our business, then obviously you could have started your own. And you did. You kind of went down that path where you did your own blog for a little bit. And then we just refocused, didn't we? Like yes. that moment where we came back together and we're like, stop everything. What are we doing? And have we lost sight of our goals? And we kind of did. We, we were a bit lost for a little bit, weren't we? Well, yeah, we were. You know, because I went back into work and then they offered me a massive promotion and I was like, oh no, what do we do? Like, do we do the hustle? Remember that talk? Yeah. And it was just this really pivotal moment where I'm like, no, we no, I want to be, I want to be an entrepreneur. What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. No, we got distracted. Yeah. So that, yeah, that was my main issue. I don't know what else we... Yeah. Okay. Well, my example was like, my thinking is, you know, I'm someone who naturally gives a lot of time to people and I do it in a way because I really love chatting to individuals about starting side hustles, about just giving everything that they can into their career um, and taking control of it. And in Melbourne, it's a very, very like, oh, it's almost like a cultural thing to have coffees constantly. And so I would always be hit up, let's have a coffee, let's have a coffee. And being a recruiter, like we live off coffee, right? And so I would just like, needless to say, spend my entire day having coffees and not actually commercializing some of these conversations. And I still remember the day you said to me, you really, babe, we need to start thinking about 
how you're energetically giving your time and how you're actually placing value on the conversations you're having. And you started that quite early on with me. And then I actually felt you really like turn that nudge into a little like, are you actually realizing how much time you're spending out there without actually thinking about monetizing the business? And that was a really good moment for me where it was hard to hear because in a sense, I was like, no, 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 but I'm giving heaps of value back. And that was my way of building the hustle. And it was a very slow way, if I think about it that way. But then you came along and you're like, because your business mind, you're very commercially minded, more so than me, came along and said, just let's just really think about this now as a business, not just an individual. Like, and I still remember you said, you need to now include me in some of these decisions. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, you're giving away too much of your time. Yes. Too much of your time for free when you've already given hours of hours of free time. I'm all for giving value, great value at the front at the front, but there, there comes a time when the comes a time when the client has to pay. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I do remember that sort of uh, yeah that scenario, that business meeting we had. It was but in the minutes. Changed, we changed that though, didn't we? I mean, now I give all of my free value, heaps of free time through like Facebook Lives, Instagram Stories, so much on LinkedIn. I write so many emails that are just full of value and tips and mindset blockers and breaking them down like I still give a lot of value but it's a different type it's not face-to-face coffees it's on mass right it's that's right totally no. scaled now yeah if and and the value if the for the client is to have you your attention one-on-one mm. yeah that's where I feel you should charge and yep. I think you're giving away your free your one-on-one time yeah too readily yeah even as far back as what six nine months ago yep. maybe so mm-hmm. yeah but I think that sort of leads us to why was I sitting home or frustrated and not talking to clients myself? And that's because when we started the business, we we made a decision to really define each other's roles. Yeah. So that's right. That was kind of fun for me being in recruitment. I was like, "Oh, let's do PDs." <laughs> yeah, PDs are great. Hey, Chandra. <laughs> <laughs> but we really had to. I, I we define our roles pretty much at the start. So that we we didn't have arguments or confusion or miscommunication about who should be doing what. So we made it early on. It's only two of us that Ruby's the star, she's the talent, she's out in the spotlight, and I'm in the engine room in the dungeon. <laughs> in the dungeon. Shoveling all the coal. So we decide to keep the engine running. So and, I, and that works really well. So I was home when Ruby was out working. I was home working on sales funnels. Automation, installing new software. The dark arts of automation. Uh, I've got no idea. Trying to work out how (laughs) Facebook ads work, Google ads work, email marketing, website stuff, opt-in pages, all that sort of thing. And I was raring to go to test it all out. And then you'd come home and... Execute on it, yeah. Didn't have the energy yet to talk to to clients and and do that part of it. So, um, But now that since you're gone all in with our with our yeah, business. Yeah, which is actually very recent. As of recording this podcast, I am now like somewhere between 65 to 70 days from side hustle to main hustle. So this is still really fresh. This business partnership full time is actually still quite fresh, but we have been working together 
at nights on the weekends for the past four years. And that has been quite a seamless transition anyway. It's just that I'm home a lot more, right? Like it's, yeah, it's interesting, but definitely um, we run our business out of home too, guys. So we work out of um, our beautiful apartment. We get to see views of Melbourne, like high rise. It's beautiful. And downstairs where we live, we actually have a co-work space, like, um, like resident lounges is what they call them and computer labs. And it's a really, really great setup for us as co- as entrepreneurs setting up a business that's going to be fully fledged online so that we can live our laptop lifestyle. So apart from that, though, I think one thing to talk about is as a husband-wife team, there comes a time where we need to talk about boundaries and it's boundaries around, okay, when is it actually tools down and when do we actually get to spend time cuddling on the couch together, watching Netflix, giving time back to our family. We've got two kids, you know, all of that stuff really is, comes into play, right? And it's hard because we're so passionate about our business. It is like having a third child around and sometimes we have to both like And we do this quite well now, pull each other out to be like, let's go for a walk. Let's go for a break. Like let's time block family time. That's really worked for us so well. Yeah, no, definitely. And yeah, because you can get into a habit and you you just work, 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 work. Mm. And it's a whole thing like you'd rather give up working the nine to five and and give in to working 18 hours for yourself type of thing, right? That's right, like, right. That is so us. Yeah, I'd rather work 80 hours for myself than 40 hours for someone else. And we'd be doing things like in the morning, I'd be looking after Teddy, our, our, our small son, and you'd be working, and then in the afternoons we might tag team. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes you can lose sight, hang on, all three of us, and then with um, Henry, our other boy, when he comes home from school, you know, we should really do things all together, not just one take take care of the kids yes. while the other one works. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't always work like that because income and sales and activity is very lumpy when you're working for yourself. Mm. So you've got to, uh, what's the, what's the, how's it go? Make, make hay while the, the sun shines. I'm the worst with those sayings. Yeah, you mix, mix them I up mix a bit. them all up. <laughs> but I love that we do have time. Like we both kind of equally know when to be, let's call it, it's time. And we give each other time to go to the gym, have time socially with our friends. And it is absolutely a a bit of a juggle. It's a balance because sometimes stuff doesn't always line up and you've had to cancel social social engagements or I've had to do the same because stuff in the business comes up. But you know what? It would have happened anyway if we worked for corporate and you had an event come up and I had something come up, you know, like clashes and calendar and those sorts of sacrifices do still would still have happened you know um but yeah I think boundaries is a really interesting one and just set them up however it would work best for you and you know if it means that you just need to completely leave your home office or you need to work in a physical office um where you have separate offices do that like do whatever feels right and and works well for you to get the most out of productivity and and those sorts of things as well yeah, I think it's really, really good. Okay, well, I guess like there's some of the top tips that we wanted to share with you, some of the lessons learned. And, you know, as we sort of round out this particular episode, I wanted to then, you know, kind of wind it back to where are we at right now with our big dream on that very first date, chasing the summer. Let's just 
recap, this is actually a really nice opportunity to actually stop, isn't it? And kind of go, whoa, like how far have we come? Where do you reckon we're at with that? I, I feel, yeah, the endless summer, I think this time next year we'll be at least one month into our 12 into months. Into our trip. Into our 12 months of endless summer. So we're... I feel like we're 73% certain it's going to happen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so excited by it because the way that we monetize our business is through coaching, online courses, uh, webinars, speaking gigs. So my vision and goal is to travel around the world speaking about my story, sharing my story, helping side hustlers really turn their idea into freedom. And I've got so much to share with the world. You've got so much work to do in scaling the business and doing that, you know, from from such a massive opportunity with email lists and Yeah, we deliberately changed our business model so it's pretty much 100% online. Yep. Therefore, it's location-free and that accommodates the dream of having an endless summer. So we can run webinars and online coaching and all that from anywhere in the world. So we made that decision, that conscious decision, what, three or four months ago? Yeah, and ever since we made that decision that, there's been like a quantum shift, hasn't there, in our income, the type of clients that we're attracting. It's like the universe has just opened it up to go, fantastic, you've set the intention, you've made the action, yep. and it's it's here for you. I really, really feel that. It's no, it amazing. is because yeah, primarily all our, all our clients were pretty much from Melbourne. Yeah. But then the last six months or so, it's changed from Australia-wide and, and now – uh, US, Global. yeah, we're getting so many from the United States, UK, Asia. It's it's just insane. New Zealand, like oh, so good. Yeah, so good. Well, we hope you've really enjoyed the episode. Thank you so much for tuning in, getting to the very end. Come on over and, um, yeah, definitely send us some messages and connect on LinkedIn. And lastly, but most importantly, thank you so much, Dustin, for letting me take over the microphone and definitely sharing my message with your amazing audience. We are so, so grateful for this amazing collaboration. Thanks, Dustin. You're amazing. All right, guys, we'll catch you next time. And in the meantime, we say this on all of our podcasts and winding up. So we're going to say it right here. Remember, you can absolutely absolutely own your hustle. Yay. Okay, see you guys. Bye. Hey, everyone. It's Dustin from the Y2 Podcast here. Just before I head off, I want to extend a massive thank you to both Ruby Lee and Mike Poon for taking some time out of the day to shoot this very special episode of the Y2 podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you go check out Ruby's podcast. It's by far one of my favorites at the moment. Uh, It's Own Your Hustle by Ruby Lee, and I'll make sure I include all the links uh, in the show notes. So make sure you do yourself a favor. Check it out. It's uh, Ruby Lee's content is by far some of the best, uh, but make sure you do check it out. Also, make sure you check out her website. That's rubylee.co. So it's R-U-B-Y-L-E-E.co. She's got some amazing things on there. Make sure you reach out to her on LinkedIn and Facebook. Like I said, she has some incredible stuff that has been such an inspiration and a help to me as always if you like what you heard so far make sure you subscribe to the y2 podcast you can do that anywhere you get your podcasts and of course you can check us out at www.projecty2.com that's project y and the number two.com as always a special thank you to jason price for being the y2 podcast official audio engineer with that being said i look forward to speaking with you soon